We have been talking about Chris Canelli coming in and talking about the uh, uh, new development at the Archer House. And we're gonna, we have uh, Chris in to talk about that. We also have uh, Kari Engel in, who will be uh, discussing the uh, Ice Arena project. So we've got a couple of big projects that are going on uh, in Northfield right now. The two of you, welcome. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having yeah, us. Thanks for having us, Jeff. Let's start off with the uh, Ice Arena. Uh, the there has been some talk about that. Of course, there's been talk for 35 years of getting a new ice arena, and right. we haven't seen one yet. But uh, you, uh, at this point, we're we're looking at uh, taking another uh, another shot at uh, getting a uh, getting a new arena. Either one of you can start off by talking. Where where are you at as far as uh, is there the committee has been started? You're looking at a lot of different options. It sounds like you're fairly far along in the development process. Sure, yeah. So we have an arena committee from NHA that's been in place for uh, several years, and we've also had a group working uh, with city leaders, the school district, um, that's been meeting ever since the failed referendum back in 2018, looking at options of how we get a new arena. I think everyone's aware that Northfield Hockey Association does own a piece of land out on the south end of town that's always been, in our minds, a great site for it and something that we could contribute to the project. That land was gifted to us from a family that, uh, with the caveat that we build an icery on it. So we've continued discussions. Uh, the school board, I think, uh, earnestly looked at having that be part of a high school remodel as they went through the process planning end of last year. Um, that did not move forward. So what's moved forward most recently is a proposal from a private developer to uh, build the arena, have the school uh, board participate with a lease levy, and at the end of the day of it being built, the city would buy that arena, own that arena, and operate it into the future and commit to the financial uh, wherewithal to make that project happen. But a, long, a large piece of that proposal is also the private donations. So NHA for sure would donate the land, but we'd also raise private money to help fund the project. Boy, it sounds simple, if not easy, but I'm sure there's a whole lot more moving parts. You kind of gave us a summary. Uh, let's start off with, I guess, the building itself and, and the need for the uh, building. And, and uh, Kari, you have kids. You're a hockey yes. mom. You've got kids playing hockey. You know, if you can just kind of describe what, what playing at Northfield is like and, and going to a different town and perhaps something... Uh, uh, a little more modern facility. What's, yeah. what's that like for the kids? <laughs> well, I think first and foremost, Northfield has a very vibrant hockey community, and um, it, it, the atmosphere itself is wonderful. Uh, the building structure itself isn't very welcoming. And I think um, my son is eight, and he is was part of the Senior Mites last year, and we hold a Senior Mite tournament um, or jamboree for three days, and we had 45 teams come in. So each team roughly had about 10 players. So that's 450 players. And of course, people come from all over the area um, and our arena isn't handicap accessible. And so we had elderly people and um, people with disabilities and needing, you know, wanting to come and watch their hockey player play. And they didn't really have the, the best um, experience doing so because of the facility itself. Um, there's no railings in the stands and so there was some some hazards there for the cement steps for some older people and we just want to make it as 
as welcoming as possible. And the biggest um, feedback that we got was that the tournament itself was amazing. The people running it were very welcoming, but the building just wasn't adequate. There's holes in the ceiling. Um, it, it just the locker rooms themselves were too cramped. You kind of had to walk through a locker room, um, and that isn't the case at any other building that we've been to. Um, so I think the space and the handicap accessibility just kind of hinder the overall experience, even though the atmosphere itself from the fans is really one of a kind. All right. Maybe uh, either one of you can address the uh, the economic impact that having 450 hockey players coming to town for a weekend tournament, uh, there's uh, a tangible amount of, uh, of uh, dollars that are coming into town. Uh, talk about that. Yeah. Actually, um, Nicole, F, another hockey mom, her daughter is also, she, she plays um, on the U8s and Nicole does spreadsheets for a living. She really loves to look at data. And so she just put up a rough estimate as to, you know, a very conservative estimate from just that weekend um, as to what the city brought in in sales tax alone. And it was over $300,000 just for those three days. Um, so we're talking pretty significant amounts of um, dollars coming in, secondary, uh, you know, coming into the city through lodging, through restaurants, through hotel stays, um, shops, downtown. People love Northfield and they love to come. Um, so it's not just hockey and the skating school and the other the other things that the arena is used for. It is the secondary income that comes with it. Let's uh, talk about the um uh, how the building is going to be built. He had mentioned private funds are being raised. Have you got some commitments yet? Are we getting close to the goal? Have you started trying to raise funds on this yet? Yes, we've actively had conversations. I think one of the big things that uh, most of the donors are echoing is that they really need to see the commitment from the city of Northfield to step up on a dollar amount and that they're committed to this route in order to commit to the project. As you mentioned in the kind of lead-in here, this conversation's been going on for a long time. Um, you know, 30 years uh, plus, but really um, there are private dollars out there available, donors that we've talked to, but they really need to see that it's supported by the city before they come to the table and commit to it. Mm -hmm. uh, the sale of the current uh, arena, we've got a buyer lined up and ready to go. Is that going to figure in with uh, the, uh, the, uh, the funds needed to uh, purchase this new arena? Absolutely. I know that they, they've been working uh, with the city closely on that. I'm not sure on current status of those negotiations, but I mean, what a great opportunity for the city. We have an economic driver of a company that wants to expand here within our city, a great employer, a great asset to our community. It allows them to grow and also allows us some funding uh, for the new facility. All right. Uh, where, as far as the city, the city's been talking about this. The school district has, uh, they've brought in the uh, school district. Where are those conversations at now? Do you have an idea? You'd mentioned uh, some of the things that you, you you need from the city, but the, the dollar amounts that the, the city and, and the school district seems to have uh, be willing to do rental money. I don't know if they're going to have any cash. Is that the case? And we'll, let's talk about the dollars and the public entities involved here. Sure, yeah. The school board and nothing's been finalized, but they have actively discussed doing a lease levy in or in a long time period for, you know, towards the maximum of what they could do to contribute to the facility. Uh, I feel like they've really been at the table for the discussions and, and been a great resource. They know a new facility would benefit 
benefit them greatly. I think we're one of the only facilities in the Big Nine Conference to not have showers at our facility for the high school players, um, which is actually, I think, a requirement from State High School League. And so, it stinks. Yeah, and it smells, yeah. <laughs> if you've ever ridden around with high school hockey players, you know exactly what we're talking about, but it's an interesting one. But, yes, I think they're, they're actively, I think, supportive of either of these options and certainly would still have to move through their process with the school board, but they've been uh, to the table. What about the taxpayers? Uh, you know, we, we voted on a uh, $23, 25000000 million dollar, uh, uh, facility a couple of years ago. It was voted down mm-hmm. by the taxpayers. Uh, the way this is all being funded and such, will the taxpayers be involved? Will there be a levy? Uh, what will be the impact to the taxpayers? Yeah, that's exactly at the heart of the matter here. You know, um, two, five years ago, uh, the proposal I was brought forward was for a two ice sheet multi-use facility uh, grander in scale than what this current proposal be. The current proposal would be a single sheet, hopefully with the ability to be expanded into the future. Um, certainly could uh, include some multiple uses, whether it's a walking track at the top or other access to trails along the river. The location of our land, I think, makes a great connection to the riverfront down there, um, potentially even having those showers open year-round for people using the trail or anything to really make it truly a multi-use facility. Um, but really the, the economics of ice arenas, uh, like any other, I think, public sport here in town, they're not money makers, right? So the goal for the operations long term is to be breaking even out of that facility and really uh, the initial funding is what would need to happen. So I think the city, what uh, most recently was run was what that tax implication would be um, through property taxes increase and whether or not um, they would take that forward or not. Do you have have you had any comments yet from the uh, from the colleges? Uh, of course, uh, Saint Olaf built a very nice sheet of ice uh, mm-hmm. on their own property. Uh, th- that revenue <laughs> appears to be gone. I don't know about Carleton, but and also other schools, other high schools, other junior programs that uh, might be using it. Uh, do we have the opportunity to still gain some revenue from those sources? Absolutely. So currently, um, St. Olaf's been a great partner of ours. They're renting us about 80 to 100 hours of ice per year. Um, That's woefully under what we need, Um, even with our current arena in place. We still use uh, facilities down at Shattuck and at Faribault on a regular basis. So there still is the demand for two sheets outside of the St. Olaf arena. Um, I would tell you every time I leave Shattuck or uh, Faribault with my hockey players, um, usually Farmington's right behind us coming into the locker room at 8 or 9 at night as with New Prague and several other schools. So ice is in high demand here in the South Metro. Rosemont only has one sheet for a very large program. Lakeville is underutilized for facilities. So for sure you can fill that ice up during the peak time periods. Uh, once again, Chris Canelli is with us along with uh, Kari Angle. We're talking about a new arena. We're going to get to the Archer House in just a moment or so. But as far as the the, uh, the efforts go of getting a new arena here, what's uh, the next step? You know, the city have been talking about that with the school district. It seemed like they got some momentum going. Uh, then summer came and it, <laughs> everything seemed, I don't know if there's things going on behind the scenes, but it seems to have died down right now. Uh, where do we go to from um, July the 6th uh, forward? Yeah, I think um, the most recent city council meeting, uh, it, was, it was clear that they don't have a, a great picture of how used our ice arena is, um, how many people use it, and how, how many entities use it as well. The Northfield Skating School, like I mentioned before, is also a big um, utilizer of our arena. Um, and so they're looking at the city council right now is having conversations about um, just making sure that it's inclusive and equitable and, um, you know, 
if there's any other uh, indoor recreation spaces that we could add to it, which is what was brought forth in 2018, and that was narrowly missed um, in our vote, city vote. But um, obviously, one sheet of ice is minimum. (laughs) More would be great. Indoor recreation opportunities would be amazing, but it now comes to the point where we need to know what the city is willing to put forth so that we can get the rest of the funding um, in place and figure out what all that that you know, building is going to entail um, if it's not just going to be one sheet or if it's going to be a, a big citywide civic center type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it going to take? And we need to know that. <laughs> one more question on the yeah. arena, then we're going to move on to the uh, Archer sure. House development. Uh, and that is uh, the refrigeration system there. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about that, the uh, refrigerant used. I don't even know if you can still get that. Uh, we spent quite a bit of money just keeping the ice cold the last few years right what is the future of that can it be repaired or right well and the the uh, a budget was floated from the city uh, recreation budget look at the next 15 years um, for feedback as part of their planning session i think that was this fall or over the winter time and they had about two million dollars in improvements going into the ice arena i think a lot of that was for the refrigeration or roof or other items that simply are going to need repair here for that to keep operating I think anyone who's set foot in there knows that, you know, putting additional money into the facility is putting good money after bad and something that really would not get the long-term investment in a facility that we're trying to be proud of as a community.